And welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one idea can be taken to the next stage, where the winner of this week's Dream Factory will be the winner of the second ever, last ever Dream Factory episode. I am Joel, a man who puts the word die into we bid you adieu. And across from me is John Harris, a man whose salary demands have grown so high that we simply can't afford to keep him here at the Dream Factory any longer. Hello, John. Two biscuits going forward. The one biscuit wasn't... Exactly. It's too many. You've doubled your demands. It's absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. No one... You can't come in and double your demands, no matter what the initial offer is. Joe was trying to haggle me with a a quarter biscuit extra. Yeah, but it's it's a sizable biscuit. I just thought it was an administrative error on his end. Well, you said, where's the three quarters going? And I looked very sheepish. (laughs) The next three weeks, I just had stale biscuit. <laughs> oh, it's all good fun. John. Yes, mate. Film ideas. I've got them. Have you? Yeah. I feel like good. we need to say like more coherently that this is the final episode again. Last no, time I we had I covered cupcakes. That. I covered that pretty clearly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. See you later, guys. Last time we had cupcakes, someone sent us a card, like a good, sorry to hear you leaving card. This oh, time... Yeah. Someone replied to our Instagram story saying, what? I just started two weeks ago. Which Yeah, but that's fine. You've got loads to catch up on. Unless, we don't know. This. So this is Steph. We don't know whether Steph has managed to consume 115 episodes in the course of two weeks. I would worry very much about someone <laughs> if they had, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Sorry, not Steph. Not good for your true. brain. No, yeah. It's not been good for mine. And I only do one a week. And never, ever listen to them again. I have to edit them, so I... I have to listen at least two times to to everything we say. One time I'm saying it, which is weird. Are you listening to things that you say? Oh, that's a great question. I'm going to go mm. with no. Like when you're wearing headphones and you can hear your own voice, are you listening to yourself more than if you're just speaking out loud? Tweet us. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the great philosophical questions. Do you listen to yourself talk? Anyway, glad we got that out of the way with. Um <laughs> That'll be the last big philosophical question for this episode and ever. How about this film idea from Alfie? The Damned United, 1970s English band. The Damned, for some reason, are in a football team. <laughs> I don't really know anything about The Damned. Are they from the 70s? Yeah. Which one's The Damned? Have they damned? got any famous songs? I don't know. You just want to hear about them, don't you? Yeah. Uh, let's have a Google. I have no idea about The Damned. No, me neither. They are a 1976 punk rock post-punk goth rock band very cool Whoa, very trendy. Seen, their names their names get crazier and crazier are you ready for this <laughs> have you read it already no okay so they're an english rock band um from <laughs> england thanks wikipedia led by vocalist dave vanian just dave <laughs> dave's the lead man you know your leading man's called dave fine you can that's uh, that's allowed. You can have a leading yeah. man called Paul. You can have a leading man called John. You can have a leading man called Pete. Dave Patrick fits right Stump. in there. Guitarist Brian James. Brian, there's a great lineage of Brian's in rock music. 
allow that. Another great Brian James. Uh, the bassist is Captain Sensible. So we're getting a little <laughs> bit out there. I mean, I'd argue that's the least sensible name so far, <laughs> given that we've had Dave Bryant. And now we're on uh, bassist Captain Sensible, which is interesting. I don't know if he was already called Captain Sensible before he joined the band. Did you, These things normally go that like the lead vocalist and the guitarist will put an ad in a magazine, right? Yeah. And they'll do some sort of rehearsals. And what, this bassist turns up and they say, oh, uh, yeah, I would love to hear you play bass. I don't really know how you rehearse to be a bassist. If you just... And then he's like, cool, my name's Captain Sensible. <laughs> I mean, you'd just tell out, you'd get him into the band off the back of that, wouldn't you? You wouldn't even hear him play a bass guitar. Yeah, to be fair, if I actually, if if I wanted one member of my band to be the most sensible, I would say the bassist is the most sensible member you want because you want them to be reliable, but not too much flair. Oh, and John, I've not finished. There's always a fourth member of a band, at least, right? Of, of every good band. Never been a band of three members. That's, <laughs> wouldn't, it's impossible. We, we're missing out, of course, the drummer. So let's not forget we've had Dave... <laughs> We've had Brian, we've had uh, Captain Sensible, and the drummer, Rat Scabies. <laughs> well, right. A drummer, Rat Scabies, which is the least appealing thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, what sort of stage name is Rat Scabies? So uh, we must. So, so since since uh, since you've revealed those all, I'm on the Wikipedia page, and so is that the original lineup? Because I can I can see within the current lineup, there's someone called Monty Oxymoron. <laughs> and in the f- previous members there is pinch and moose harris <laughs> who is my long lost uncle your long lost uncle moose that's good to know. well what a way to find out what he's up to now <laughs> he was in the damned so uh, right, a punk rock yeah. band start a football team do you remember on nickelodeon there was a tv cartoon tv not cartoon tv kids show about a really bad football team called the Rentford Rejects. I don't, but that sounds great. Well, it's like that, but they're punk rock. Um, good. Yeah, that's good. Why Why would uh, a punk band want to start a football team? Punk Football's not punk enough. It. Yeah, it's... Football's become too glossy. It's become too about the money, man, and, you know, image rights. And so they want to punk up football. Rat Scabies, he wants to tear football down. He wants to stick football to the man. Very nice. There's a lot of rules in football in terms of what you can and can't wear, isn't there? You have to. That's why they have such bright trainers. A lot of them because that's the uh, trainers' boots. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> we're we're dis- disappearing down the wormhole of John talking about sport. Strap it, everyone. Let's go. So I thought it was gonna. I thought I honestly thought this sentence was gonna end with "There's a lot of rules in football." <laughs> and I was I was gonna applaud you. That's probably off, the best insight you've ever given. Offside, onside, red card, you yellow right. card. Yeah, down the uh, wing. The only thing they'll be allowed to punk up is like their face and train uh, boots, right? Their yeah, their hair. Uh, they you know I I don't think a punk rocker is going to be worried about getting a yellow card, so they've probably got some sort of political message underneath their shirt when they score. Oh, and also, if they're a punk team, the the kit can be punk as well. Is they're not allowed time. to they're not allowed to edit the kit, but the kit can be whatever they like it to be. It can it can have big safety pins in it. <laughs> And they, they're, they're shorts of those bondage trousers. They're rubbish. They're absolutely rubbish. <laughs> and the the FA are like looking at this team dressed like this, and they're looking for all their rules. And they're like, "Shit, we never we never accounted we never, for this." We didn't think about this. <laughs> Rat, Rat Scabies is there laughing. <laughs> anyway, that's good stuff, John. Have you got one for me? 
Yeah, of course. Let's let's take it to the bridge with this one from Big Rock Creative. Mad Maximum Occupancy. I'd say there's not a lot of people in the Mad Max world. It's a pretty post-apocalyptic world. Is there some sort of... How many people do you reckon there are? 200? No, because in the city at the beginning of Mad Max Fury Road, you see at least eight. (laughs) No, you see quite a lot. But I just don't think... I don't know, occupancy like... Well, I'm Googling maximum occupancy and to see what comes up. Maximum occupancy is the largest number of people who can legally be in a room or building at the same time. Now, the Mad Max world doesn't really care about legal uh, occupancy. It's not too into rules. Yeah, that much is established. But Mad Maximum occupancy is about a health and safety advisor in the world of Mad Max. Very good. Very, very good. And just having an absolute nightmare. (laughs) He's like he's on the war rig just with his clipboard looking at the well, guy what happens with the flaming guitar. Right? So society falls apart and uh it's sort of a dystopian Mad Max bit for a while, but eventually society rebuilds and the Mad Max society have just reached the point where they're rebuilding enough to have a, a Mad Max health and safety guy. Yeah. He's the first he's the first health and safety guy. Ah. Is Mad Max Here's a question. Is Mad Max is it our world? But gone wrong it so feels... in mad max in mad max has there been life as we know it and it's been smashed to bits or is that how it's always surely not it's not always been that way where do they get the cars from <laughs> uh i don't know i'd imagine it's a post-apocalyptic world but it's one of the i think it's one of those like when it was originally made in the 80s it was the year 2000 like it's yeah. a it's a near future post-apocalyptic world isn't it so yeah, some sort of post-nuclear bomb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the idea of the first... Yeah, and he's like... The paperwork he's writing, day one, he's like just looking out the window, just like, I don't even fucking know where to start. Exactly. The, the stack of risk assessments in my in-tray. That guy just spray-painted his own mouth. Where do I begin <laughs> with that? Like, And that's the, that's the least offensive thing I've seen today. <laughs> yeah, and- I'm into that. Bringing order to disorder. And what he does is the way he does it is he realizes he can't he 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 to beat them he has to almost join them so he sets up a super safe a health and safety rig of these like massive lorries but they're very you know they're ultra high violet so you can see them at all times they drive quite slowly but you the know, spikes they get the are job all done. inflatable yeah exactly yeah and yeah he goes around telling people off until he gets a safer world in which they live. Right. Oh, what about that's this? Nice. What about this one? Uh, this final movie idea from Beck, The Atoms Family sequel. The Atoms Family Values. I'm not sure why she told us the sequel. She hasn't added any new puns. She's just told us what the <laughs> <Yeah>. sequel is. <laughs> Thanks, Beck. Uh, at- as in, they're really, really small. Yeah, I think that's probably where we're going with this, isn't it? Honey, I shrunk the shrunken kids because if they're that small. Oh, I mean, how do you? Uh, I don't. I. I'll be honest with you, John. I don't really know how big an atom is. Is it like? Is it smaller than my head? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> is it? Is it smaller than a grain of sand? Still, yes. But what's smaller than that? <laughs> I can't imagine anything smaller than a grain of sand. And neither can you, really. <laughs> smaller than a grain of sand. You can't imagine anything smaller than that. You think you can, but you can't because you couldn't see it. You know so when you see, you, ima- you can't imagine something you couldn't see. Yeah, 
You know when you see something and it looks like a tiny, yeah. tiny speck of dirt and then it starts yeah. to move and you realise it's like a, a tiny insect? That always blows my mind to think that that speck has got that moving That guy parts. is just living a life. Yeah. yeah. That guy's got, there's a brain in there. Yeah. So smaller than that. Smaller than that. Bloody creature. hell, John. I don't know about this. Right, well, let's say let's say for the sake of argument, it's more a punny title, and we're not going that stupid. So we're just going very small. Then maybe they're a nuclear family. Hey, what is a nuclear family? Is that isn't it two point four kids? You have two kids, and then you have like nearly half a kid, and they just walk <laughs> around like just a pair of legs, which is similar to just the the hand in the Adams family. <laughs> yes, good point. There we go. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere with this. Yeah, I think it's a small family. They are. They've have they shrunk themselves. Are they superheroes? They just have the power to shrink themselves? Who are you asking, John? You know Ant-Man. He shrinks yeah. himself. But fortunately, there's a there's a quirk in his shrinking himself, which means that he's also very strong. There should be a yeah. version of Ant-Man where he's just tiny and weak. Tiny and weak. Also, Ant-Man can go really big. So he could just easily have been called Big Man. <laughs> What's an enormous, uh, an enormous animal he could have been called? Whale Man. <laughs> only be any sort of that's sort of Aquaman's territory though isn't it yeah oh you don't want to get in in I don't want to mess with Jason Momoa okay so they're a family they've got two kids they have then they have 0.4 of a kid (laughs) you're obsessed with this part it's like it's like weekend at Bernie's and they kind of put like half a mannequin on top of the legs to try and sort of get the kid through life and it's all about all the scrapes that uh, that entails so they'll you know they walk around the kid's got a mannequin head and body, and so they always put it in like a scarf and hat. And people are always like, it's August. Why is that? Why are your kid wearing a scarf and a hat? Also, why can't he sort of lift his arms or turn his head? <laughs> but but he's always sort of Irish dancing. He's so, he's so expressive from the waist down. He's like doing the piano bit in Big. That's about yeah. it. Um, I think... And that, that's the story of Michael Flatley. This is what happened. <laughs> Michael Flatley can't, is only 0.4 of a man. The rest of it is all just a mannequin. And he's just got very expressive legs. I would say, because I would say if you're doing 0.4 of a person, you probably are getting up past the waist. Because, you know, with the head and the chest and stuff, there's a lot. I'd say a big chunk of you happens at the top. <laughs> a big chunk of you happens at the top. That's good. That's science. Um, well, it depends, depends which way you're slicing someone. It could be that they're just sort of sliced vertically. Mm, good point. Uh, just this for the record, be about Joel, here, I reckon, John. Yeah, Joel is uh, signified to me uh, where he would cut his face if it needed to be point four. For the record, Joel, have I assume you haven't seen the film Onward? No. And I How haven't seen know? the film Onward. Oh, the Pixar thing. But I believe... Tweet us if you've, you're listening and you have seen the film Onward and Joel has just uh, accidentally stolen a bunch oh, no of the comedy way. beats. Yeah, because it's about, they try and get, they try and bring his dad back with a spell, but they stop the spell halfway through. So he's just a pair of legs. And so a lot of the humor comes from them trying to com- basically, you know, camouflage him as a normal person, but he's a, just a pair of legs. Yet again, I'm several years behind Pixar. All right, John, look, enough of that. How about this next idea? When a kid leaves his bedroom, all of his toys come alive. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I'm in. Yeah? It sounds good. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. Hey, what about this next idea? It's about bugs. 
and <laughs> what they get up to. I believed you for a second that we were moving on to a different film. Hey, John. Yeah. I've got another idea for a film. Fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Imagine a rat. You know, <laughs> but it's cooking dinner. Okay. Yeah. Is it cooking about dinner this? or is it in someone's hat? Doesn't matter. What about this? A fish gets lost. Hmm? Quite good, isn't it? I'm just reading out the things that we've been sent. <laughs> Thanks, listeners. Really good uh, stuff. Hey, what about this? Sad robot. I hey. don't know when you're going to suggest an actual film. What about this? A Scottish girl. <laughs> <laughs> what Is about that... this? Talking cars. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, what about this? Talking cars too. That was actually sent in by someone else, which is kind of weird. They didn't even suggest the original. Uh, what about this? A lamp that jumps on a ball. Oh. But it's for 90 minutes. If, only, if we were continuing the show, I'd love to have suggested people come up with some sequels for us, but it's done. Shut up. Go away. Hey, here's a film idea from long-term friend of the show and superb contributor, Tom. Coach Farter. <laughs> Very good. Samuel L. Jackson plays a coach trying to turn around the fortunes of an underperforming high school basketball team. The trouble is, none of the players can take him seriously because he farts all the time. <laughs> but they realise the secret to winning the cup is the extra velocity Farting. a good fart gives you. Exactly. <laughs> and ultimately, Coach Farter knows best. Coach Farter spends so much of the film trying to cover up his farts and sees him as a source of embarrassment, but he embraces them in the final act and they fart their way to the hoop. It's quite a funny idea though, right? It seems like a, you know, like a intercity school, down on their luck, no funding, but they've got this former legendary player who went to the school to come back and coach the team and he comes in to give his big inspirational team talk to these kids that, you know, they're not really interested, but there's some real potential there. But he just farts the whole way through the speech. There's like the very opening scene is Samuel L. Jackson sat in a, a doctor's office. And it's like, you know, you, you expect in these kind of films and it's like you expect the diagnosis for some terminal illness. And yeah. they just push the sheet across and it just says IBS. <laughs> no offense to the IBS community. I'm sure it's a, a very irritating thing to happen. Literally, it's it's yet to we we are making films about it. So actually, you're welcome. Yeah, finally. And you've. Got bloody Samuel Jackson in it. Amazing. I love Good it. That's, uh, I'm glad that we've ended on a high, but here's one more anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Morgan. Classo Banker. These students must prove they've got what it takes if they want to ace their finals and work in a bank. One question, John. How often is their teacher farting? <laughs> uh, it, uh, Morgan failed to mention that, which is a real shame because... It's something Could we've be, come... it, Okay, well, how about it's Gasablanca? <laughs> hey! Or Gone with the Wind, two classics. Gone with the come Wind. Come on, that's good. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? I'll take it. It's about it. farts. They're all about farts this week. Might as well. We, we've been pretty base level as it is. We might as well own it and be our, you know, live our high. true selves. All right. I've never seen Casablanca, John. There's a confession. Didn't look like there were enough spaceships in it for me. What's it about? I don't know what Casablanca's about. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, it says on uh, the internet, I think this is 
quite wrong. It says release date, 3rd of July, 1992. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun. Uh, it says that right uh, on, you know, the bit of info when you Google something. It says Casablanca. It says little summary. And then it says release date, 3rd of July, 1992. Uh, which is really good fun. Which I think is the same year as Jurassic Park. Yeah, they were vying for the big box office. I don't know what it's about. He didn't. Morgan didn't say that we it needed to be about the original True. film. It's it's about a school where they learn to be bankers. <laughs> Very. Oh what? Eaton. <laughs> Some good stuff there. Some good well, stuff. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks, Morgan. Be gone with you. Right. Hey, John. Should we do our own film ideas? Thank you very much, listeners. Every time you've contributed, uh, mm-hmm. you don't need to contribute ever again. <laughs> to, they can contribute to other things. No, that's it. Contributions <laughs> are over. Charity. Uh, yeah. No, of course. Let's do our ideas. John, who's going to do the last ever idea? You, because mine is you. really bad. Okay. Here's mine. Oregon, me, myself and Irene. Jim Carrey creates a paper version of himself and they both end up tussling it out for the affection of a woman called Irene. Oh, that's fun. So he creates this big fold-up paper version of himself, and then, I don't know, you know, lightning strikes. The next day, the paper version's alive. (laughs) And it's Jim Carrey and paper Jim Carrey, and they're both trying to make a woman called Irene fall in love with them. Is Irene Cameron Diaz? Is that right? Am I imagining that? Not in this, mate. In this... (laughs) It's, um, it's, who is it? It is, ooh, I've just escaped me. Just say a woman's name, mate. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> okay. Back in the habit. Very nice. Yeah, why not? Um, yep. So Whoopi Goldberg is going to decide whether she loves Jim Carrey or Paper Jim Carrey. And spoiler, it's Paper Jim Carrey. Yeah. Because he's just so, you can just fold him up. You know, if you get bored of him, you can fold him up, put him away. It's kind of. It's a marriage of convenience. You only need to book one seat on an aeroplane. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think. Slim, slim carry is called because he's the width of paper. <laughs> That's good. I, I, it's some sort of act of revenge. Does he try and set slim carry on fire? I just feel like there should be some sort of vengeance or something. I yeah, he does. Like... He, no, what he does is he, he posts him to the other side of the world. Ah, oh, but then he just he stuffs him in an envelope. Back. He does, yeah. I'd imagine in my head what we've got is we've got real life Jim Carrey is like playing the straight vote. He's the straight guy. And then paper Jim Carrey is like the mask levels of like mad. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. when he when he posts him away, he just he just immediately comes back in a different post van. Like, you yes. know, everything he tries like to that. do, he just he like cuts him up into fails. confetti. Yeah, that's good. This is good. Oh, we've done it again. Well, hey John, what's your one? Well, it's not very good. I did say uh, Palm St- Palm Springs, that new film with uh, Andy Andy Samberg. But instead of repeating the same day over and over again, they just lose a day. So it's the opposite. They just you just wake up and a day is gone. Just one day. Yeah, just one day is gone. So you wake up and it's we're recording this on Monday. It's Wednesday. Whoa! But that would be pretty terrifying, wouldn't it? Does any, no one else knows it happened? And it turns out you've committed a terrible crime. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Now we're in. Now we're, I'm making a thriller. You've committed a terrible crime. 
You can't remember that day at all. You wake up in your bed like it's just a normal Wednesday and you have to rebuild the last 24 hours. Mm, I feel like this this must be a film that already exists. This feels like a... This yeah, feels but like this a... is with Andy Samberg. <laughs> oh, it's also a hilarious slapstick comedy. Yes. Perfect. I'm in. It's I've, good, John. I like it. Well I've done. Made, and it's called... What's the opposite of palm? Uh, uh, ha- hand. Back of hand. <laughs> it's called... Back of hand, autumns. <laughs> Coming to cinemas this autumn. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, well wow. done, everyone. I think the winner was Coach Farter. Oh, yeah. That's probably the winner of the entire Every show episode, forever. Yeah. Uh, that idea, I think, distills what this podcast has been about for however many episodes there's been of this podcast. Well done, John. Well done, Joe. We'll say goodbye now. Goodbye. <laughs> imagine, imagine if we just left it at that. That'd be sad, wouldn't it? No, we're not going to do that. Hey, John, it's been Hello, so man. much fun. It's been good. It's been nice. At the beginning of lockdown, I'm. I think I messaged you just saying, "Oh, Joe, you've heard about this at the beginning of the lockdown episodes." Joe was in America at the time, having a bit of a nightmare about whether he should come back or not. Uh, and mm. I said, "When you come back, let's do a podcast." And so he immediately got the next flight he could. I did. I actually chartered a private jet. I'm, I'm, I mean, I've got no money left. <laughs> I was really hoping a second go at this show would hit the big time. I kind of invested everything I had in a private jet um, to get home. It was, yeah, not good. I don't know how many we did. I, f- I think we did quite, I think we did like f- four months of it, I think. It was quite yeah. a lot. It's been good. It's kept me sane. Yeah. It's kept uh, John sort of insane. Yeah, exactly. Which... Which is good. I, oh, I would have been so ordinary. I would have been ordinary Steve. <laughs> Was that his name? I don't know. Anyway, no, it's been nice. It's been good. And if you've listened to this point, always, as always, thank you for listening to this point. But also, have no fear. Joel and I will do something again in the future, if that's if that's of interest to you. Which, if you're still listening, I think, I hope it is. I'll be honest, it's not really that of that much interest to me, but we will do it at some point. <laughs> We've got, <laughs> we're knocking around some ideas. We think this time is going to be another time. Yeah. You know, this next one is going to be another one. It'll be... This, this is going to be our next idea. The first thing that me and Joel did together was we tried to watch the 100 worst films on the Internet Movie Database. It's a podcast you cannot get. Uh, we took it off the internet because it was too hot. Um, yeah, it too was, hot for the web. Some, some of the content in there is, is some of the hottest content around. It, we're we're going to release it as cassette tapes that we're going to hide around London. And I think part there is a part of it. We're not sure, but there is a part of us that likes the idea of doing another challenge where we try and do a thing like that. So we'll see. But if you genuinely do want to hear from us and you haven't heard from us in a while, pester us and we'll respond saying, "Yeah, we're working on something." We will. Just yeah. Um, sign up to John's newsletter. That has nothing yeah. to do with the podcast, though. That's just uh, things that some I found. Of your be- some of your better recipes. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah just... It's things that John finds and skips. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Uh, love to you all, and see you soon. Be safe and well. Talking Cars 3. <laughs> A nice dinosaur. <laughs> A house with enough balloons to make it fly. <laughs> Everyone's dead in Mexico, or whatever that film is, Coco.
Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.